1: To encourage a few of you today, maybe you feel like you're in a rut. Maybe you feel like you're on a treadmill running around but not going anywhere. Has anybody ever felt like that? I have good news. What I want to tell you is that God never intended for you to live an average, mediocre life. I believe that all of us are destined to have an exciting and exceptional life if we're willing to follow Christ to find it. You see we're we're all very much uniquely created. We're not just one in a million. We're something like one in 6 billion. And not only are each of us unique, but he designed us for excellence. And listen, God doesn't make anything accidentally. He never makes mistakes. So when he made you, he made you exactly the way he wanted for a reason. And he gave you special talents and gifts that he intends for you to to develop and to use. The Lord said this, for I know the plans that I, I have made for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future So, for us to get going and get out of our rut today, we have to start by following God's plan for our life and not our own. Let me tell you a story. When our youngest daughter, Elise, was a little girl, she loved to fix all of her friends' hair. And even then, it was very obvious to all of us that she had a natural gift for doing that. So much so that we always told her that when she grew up, she should be a hairstylist. Well, after high school, she had other ideas. She tried several colleges. She tried several jobs. She was not very happy or very successful with with any of them. And then on her own, she decided to go to cosmetology school. And almost immediately, she discovered that being a hairstylist was not only where her natural gift was, but that it also afforded her the opportunity to follow her greatest passion, which was to share the love of Christ with everyone she meets, everyone that sits in her chair hears her heart about Jesus and what he's meant in her life. So by developing her God-given talent, she found the fulfilling, exceptional life that God had for her. You see, we can work hard and we can develop skills And we can become proficient at things, but there's no substitute for exercising the natural gifts that God has placed in us. And God has placed natural talents in you that he wants to develop. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans that we have different gifts according to the grace given us. And that we are to use our gift in proportion to our faith. Can you believe that? That means our talent can be as big as our faith in Jesus Christ. So if we want to live an exceptional life, and I'm talking to young people here, we have to start by believing that we are destined for great things through Christ. We have to be willing to launch out into uncomfortable territory by faith. There's an old saying that every ship is safe in the harbor. But that's not what It's designed to do. A ship is made for the open seas where the storms can rage. And while we would surely drown all by ourselves, through Christ, we're like that ship designed to handle the stormy seas of life, not to sit idly in some safe harbor. An average, mediocre life is not the destiny of one who follows Christ. But unless we combine the gifts and talents that God has given us, with a burning desire to find our purpose in Him, then we may never know the exceptional life that God intended us to live. The Lord said to Jeremiah, Call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. And the Word says, Our God is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine according to His power that is at work within us. You know what that means? That means that we can't outdream God. He has bigger things in mind for us than we could ever imagine for ourselves. But wouldn't you like to see what He has in store for you if you would only pursue it? Because there's nothing average or mediocre about the God we serve. And there's nothing average or mediocre about the life that God has planned for you. Let me ask you today, are you living the exceptional life that God has for you? Did you know that you can? His plan is for you to rise up, use your gifts, and fulfill His purpose for you in Jesus' name. And when you do that, I promise you that not only will something good happen, In Jesus name but whatever happens it will be exceptional
0: don't go away on the bright side we'll be right back
2: the slide it's what I liked best at the playground as a kid I got a feeling of freedom like I could do anything and I loved it now as an adult I still love the slide, but it's the Slide Z flashlight from Nebo Tools, that's S-L-Y-D-E. The Slide Z is a 2-in-1 high intensity flashlight with a powerful work light concealed inside the flashlight body. You just slide it to reveal. With the 4 times adjustable zoom, fully deemable beam, and instant on feature, I get a feeling of freedom, like I can do anything.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: You know, people are always sending me funny stuff. Um, I guess they're hoping I'll use some of that material up here. um, But uh, I get a lot of things about kids and funny things that kids like to say. So I collected some of them. And so uh, hopefully this will satisfy a lot of people that send me things. Uh, So here's a few of them. These are letters to God from kids. Okay, here we go. This one, the first one is from Beverly, age 8. Dear God, I bet it is very hard for you to love everybody in the whole world. There are only four people in my family and I can never do it. <laughs> Dear God, we read that Thomas Edison made light. But in church they said you did it. So I bet he stole your idea. (laughs) Sincerely, Donnie. Dear God, I think the stapler is one of your greatest inventions. Love, Ruth. (laughs) Dear God, please send me a pony. I never asked for anything before. You can look it up. Bruce. Okay, here's your last one. Dear God, instead of letting people die and having to make new ones, why don't you just keep the ones you have now? (laughs) Sincerely, Janie. Well, kids are great. You know, I love to ask you questions. So here's your question. Are you living in excellence today? You know, I believe that every now and then we need to be reminded that as Christians, we should strive to live in excellence all the time. And I'm bringing this up today because as usual, whatever I speak to you about on Sunday is probably what God's been dealing with me about all week long. And I believe that even though it's our human nature to take so many good things for granted, we just can't afford to take our salvation and our relationship with Christ for granted. It's the greatest thing that ever happened to us. And we need to demonstrate that in every area of our life. And we need to be enthusiastic about it. You know, enthusiasm comes from the Greek word entheos, which means inspired by God. So we should be inspired by God toward excellence. How many remember Tom Sawyer? That was Mark Twain, the great writer's favorite character. And there was this story about Tom Sawyer when he was just a boy. And he was told to go outside and paint the fence. Well, he didn't feel like painting the fence, but he decided that he would make the best of the situation. So he started painting the fence with all this enthusiasm and acting like he was enjoying it. And pretty soon, his friends started coming around, and he started telling them how much fun he was having painting the fence. So the friend said, let me try. He said, no, this is my fence. Well, finally, he was so convincing about how much fun he was having, it wasn't long before Tom was sitting back watching all of his friends paint his fence. And you see, our quest for excellence starts with an attitude that sees opportunity in any situation. If we approach our job as something that we have to do, and we try to do only what's expected of us, then we're living in mediocrity, not excellence. Excellence is getting to work early, finding ways to do the job better and going the extra mile with your duties. And some of you will say, well, they don't pay me enough to do that. Well, guess what? They never will with an attitude like that. We need to be like Daniel. The word says that he was distinguished above presidents because he, an excellent spirit was in him. You see, God expects excellence from us. The word says this. It says to work at it heartily from the soul as something done for the Lord and not for men. Knowing with all certainty that it is from the Lord and not from men that we will receive our inheritance. So the way we talk, the way we take care of things, the way we are when none of our Christian friends are around. In all these things, we should strive for excellence. And the reason we should is because we serve a great and excellent God who is exceedingly and abundantly above all we could ever ask or think of. And as Christians, we're called to show his character in everything we do. And listen, God's not expecting you. To be perfect. Living in excellence is not striving for perfection. But it's about honoring God with your whole life. A lot of us like to pick and choose which areas we want to live in excellence and which we want to be mediocre. But a true desire for excellence is a a desire to please God. And that means pleasing Him in everything that we do. You see, when we live our lives committed to excellence, being consistent, having integrity... Being generous, we're making a statement to the world that we're living for something greater. Something bigger, something better than anything the world could offer. And by God's grace, we can show them by living in excellence that Christ is our motivation for everything. So we need to live a life of excellence for the Lord. And, and I hope that you brought that excellent spirit with you today to church. Because I believe what Pastor Dez always says. Something good is going to happen in Jesus' name. And today, I promise you, it will be excellent.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
3: For those times when you need a powerful, dependable light that you don't have to hold with your hands, the Nebo Tool Dual Headlamp is your all-powerful, hands-free lighting solution. The dual headlamps on-off push button allows you to easily cycle through all four light modes, go from intense white light to pulsing red beacon instantly. A low signature red light mode allows for enhanced night vision and low light reading. The 250 lumen power LED mode spot beam reaches over 400 feet, and a wide flood beam fully illuminates your immediate area. Tough.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: I want to encourage you in your finances today. And I'm going to do that by sharing with you some wisdom in the word about your money, your faith, and two elephants. So before you ask what does two elephants have to do with my financial situation... Uh, Just listen to this. Two elephants were taking a leisurely walk on the decks of Noah's Ark after the big flood. They stood for quite a while looking out into the water at every direction as far as they could see. Finally, one elephant speaks. Wasn't this couple's cruise a great idea? Okay, how many think that that was the female elephant that spoke up? (laughs) It probably was. But in any case, you have to admit, she had a great attitude. And that's the first thing that we want to remember about our finances. We have to have a good attitude. We can't get discouraged about our financial situation. We have to keep everything in perspective. The Apostle Paul said, whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. So if we're going to see things turn around, it starts with having a good attitude, like the elephant who chose to believe she was on a couple's cruise. We also need to grasp a concept that many of us struggle with. You see, as Christians, we're called to walk a different path. We learn in the word that we live in the world, but we are not of the world. We know that we must engage in and adopt somewhat to the world around us. But our influence and convictions come from God and not from the world. As Christians, in fact, we are to reject what the world has to offer us because our motives and ambitions and inner strength comes from the Lord. So when so we don't let the world influence influence us. So when it comes to our money... And all financial matters, it should be the same way. Because our money is also called to a different path and purpose. If we don't allow the world to dictate our thinking and influence our moral and spiritual decisions, why would we allow the world to make the rules and set the course for our money? But unfortunately, most of us decide that our faith and our money live in two different worlds. We're programmed to believe the banker, the Wall Street Journal, some newsletter or any and all advice that comes from a broken financial system. But I want to submit to you today that your money and your finances are subject to kingdom principles just as much as anything else in your life. In fact, the word says more on the subject of finances than just about anything else. You see, God wants to reveal himself to us by intervening in our finances. And he's provided us with principles and promises and wisdoms that when applied will not be subject to any economic indicator, any stock market analysis, currency fluctuation, interest calculation, consumer trend or forecast. God doesn't need their help to guide us to financial prosperity. One of the best examples of our money walking a different path is when we are sensitive to the needs of ministry and we decide to invest in it. Then God always blesses us in some way. We don't know in what way and we don't know when it will come. But it always happens. And sometimes it even happens. Financially. I'm convinced that God wants to teach us. He wants to grow us. And ultimately to bless us. With every good thing in our life. And there's one more thing. You not only need a good attitude. About your finances. And need to understand that your money. Is not like the world's money. But you also need. To activate faith in your finances. And you might ask, how do I do that? How do I activate my faith? There are several ways. The best way is through your relationship with Christ. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Through him, our faith literally has no limit. Another way is you activate your faith by speaking his word. Because faith comes by hearing the word even if you're the one speaking it. And you can activate your faith by praising him. You praise him for what he's done. You praise him for what he's doing. And you praise him for what he's going to do in your life. Listen, if you're struggling today with your finances, today's a good day to stop worrying about it. And allow God to become your business manager. And I believe that when you do that, something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Can you say, Praise the Lord this morning?
0: You've been listening to On the Bright Side, brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Flashlights.
3: It's time for you to have a blast. Now, I'm not talking about your social life. I'm talking about the brightest flashlight ever created by Nebo Tools. It's mad, bad, and bright. It's the Redline Blast. With 1,400 lumens of high-intensity light, this must-have flashlight can throw a spectacularly high beam over more than 850 feet. The Redline Blast is completely waterproof and ready for any weather condition. It has four times zoom and five different light modes, high, medium, low, defensive strobe, and flashing beacon. Take it from me. You've got to have a blast. A Redline Blast. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright lights and flashlights, including Nebo's brightest flashlight ever, the Redline Blast, at Batteries Plus Bulb Outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play for the ultimate in flashlights. Let Nebo light your way.